0: Regarding, regarding, regarding. Regarding, regarding. Regarding, regarding, regarding. Rega- <laughs> oh, whatever. This is regarding, regarding. Regarding, regarding. Regarding. regarding the podcast where brad and adam regard 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 the podcast where Brad and Adam. Regard the podcast where Brad and Adam. Regard the podcast where Brad and Adam. Regard (laughs) the podcast where Brad and Adam. Regard the podcast where Brad and Adam. Regard the Mike Nichols and J.J. Abrams film regarding Henry.
1: OK, first of all, if any lawyerly people are listening or, you know, any lawyerly people, ask them what they think about this case. And if the Coxes had a case.
2: Right. Well, I think, I you know, it's going to probably hinge on a lot of details we don't have. I would say, is there some way as a. Lawyer, like some way to do research where we can get the, the list of, what was it, 102 reasons? 112. 112.
1: 112. Can we actually get it. the
2: list of 112? Where do we can find Can we get that? the actual court documents? Did they have a case? And what happened? I want to see the details of the suit. Like maybe that was part of it. They paid them off. They are like, here you go. You get $5 million, but like no one's ever going to hear about this again. We're going to pull our strings so the story is buried. It doesn't get... Talked about You have a non-disclosure Yeah we fucked up Here you go
1: Yeah that's I see I think that's plausible Although five million dollars I
2: Maybe it wasn't five Maybe it was like Twelve thousand I don't know (laughs) Some amount
1: I don't think regarding Henry (laughs) Pulled in that much At the box office Maybe it was like We'll send you Five reams of paper To replace what you used Writing your manuscript Right We'll refund
2: your Blockbuster rental fee To watch the movie
1: Right, and gas money to get there and back, and back. It's a round trip.
2: But we're going to prorate that amount because you also bought a bunch of bananas while you were out, and we're not going to pay for that. We're not paying for your fucking trip to the grocery store. Hell no. I mean,
1: come on. What are you, a bunch of animals? J.J. Cox. But seriously, how do we get a hold of the details of this suit? Does anybody know? Please
2: tell us. How do they contact us? Why, they can go to gutterballs.tv and click the link that says contact.
1: This episode of Gutterballs is brought to you by gutterballs.tv.
2: For For all your gutterballs internet (laughs) needs, go to gutterballs.tv. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube. Contact us. Buy some
1: merch. Merch. Tons of fresh squeezed content on all of those sites, particularly stuff YouTube and Tumblr.
2: Yep. We really
1: have uh, updated those.
2: Just we had to hire a couple more
1: people. We got them working in shifts.
2: Yes. We have a whole social media team. So that's what I want. I want
1: somebody out there with lawyerly connections to let us know how we can well, number one, if they think this is a case and like how it could be dismissed, if it in fact was, we don't know. And how we can find the details of this. Shouldn't it be public record? I don't know. These yeah, are the questions
2: know. that we want answers to. Again, Jeffrey got the record sealed and then he changed his name changed to distance his himself. fucking name. If anything, I think that's the biggest admission of guilt right there. This that, transformation from Jeffrey Abrams to JJ Abrams. It may not be a smoking gun, but the tip of the barrel of the gun has little heat
1: waves above it.
2: Yeah. Or at the very least it's like lightly warm. Like you can touch it with your fingers yeah, you, and just like Don't touch oh, it. No, that seems warm. Was it just like laying out in the sun for a couple minutes or or, or what? Right,
1: or don't touch it too long because is it warm because my fingers were touching it now? and some of the heat transferred to it. But then that first moment it's like that's a little warm. Well what was his next movie after uh after The Henry?
2: Uh you well, know I he, don't know my he, my JJ J. Abrams chronology isn't that that up to date. He didn't direct Regarding Henry, did he? No, Mike Nichols. Oh, of course.
1: I'm an idiot. Of course. Like the in, like just like
2: the intro says, right? Right. Right
1: there for all to see. Um. So the next so one he see. wrote was Forever Young And then Gone Fishing And then in 1998 Once all this Henry Litigiousness Blew over Armageddon He wrote that song he For ro- Def
2: Leppard Wow Armageddon it So he was Jeffrey Abrams All the way up to Armageddon Yep
1: He had to wait for it all to blow over.
2: I guess this uh, dragged on in the
1: courts. It's my only
2: assumption. Must have been. That I can make. I mean, in addition to uh, Armageddon It uh, by Def Leppard, he did uh, also write Taking Care of Business every day. Oh, man.
1: He's older than I thought.
2: Little Bachman-Turner Overdrive. B-T-O. With good old... uh, Steve Turner, Henry Turner,
1: and Johann Sebastian <laughs> bachman my favorites, two of the best. So it all ties together, I think, is what we're learning. So before Harrison Ford became a douchebaggy lawyer in the early 90s, he was the lead guitarist for... ...for a
2: classic rock band. Pretty much, that's, yes.
1: That, and that's where he made his money, so he didn't even really need the law gig, and that's how he became so douchey. Anybody that's that entitled at that point in their lives has an uphill battle to not achieve doucheyness. Right. Let's face it. You know it to be true. I'm learning so much.
2: So, Jeffrey Abrams was also the producer... Of Star Trek D A C, whatever that means, which it was a video game. I was gonna say you don't know what a Star Trek thing means. <laughs> well, it's a video game, apparently. Star Trek colon D hyphen A hyphen C, which I'm guessing it was just a tie-in to the you know uh, Jeffrey Abrams reboot of Star Trek. But the reason I bring this up, because he's credited in that as Jeffrey Jacob Abrams. So this guy likes to go all different ways. He doesn't want to be easily Googled. He doesn't want to be typecast
1: as a Jeffrey or a J. Right. Or a Jeffrey J., you know?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Or a J. Jacob. You don't want to be a J. Jacob. No, definitely not.
1: Now, so here's something in all seriousness. This isn't a bit of like... Jeffrey J. Johnson, Jabram's various names. This is for real now. He didn't direct a thing, like a movie, not a thing, a movie until 2006. And it was Mission Impossible 3, which I don't know how familiar you are with the um, missions Impossible.
2: I am somewhat familiar with those missions.
1: It did have our friend P.S. Hoff
2: in it. It did. I did, and I did, this is maybe the only Mission Impossible movie that I've watched the entire thing front to back was three, Well, and that was because I went to a theater to actually watch it, so I was kind of like, well, I'm locked in now. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily
1: bad. None of them. It was like fine. None of them are really bad. Yeah. Well, the one with the motorcycle stunts was bad, and I think that was Justin Lin, but that one was kinda bad, but I mean PS Hoffle like salvaged pretty much any movie. Right. Just by himself. But anyway, two thousand six. So he's writing movies in ninety one. We know him primarily as a producer director now. Right. At least I do. But it was uh, like fifteen years from regarding Henry to his first major directing thing.
2: Yeah, well, he did a lot of TV, like prestige TV, I feel.
1: He did nine episodes of television directing
2: between, well, 19, directing, between
1: 1999 and 2000. I'm talking about directing
2: now. Yeah, just directing, yes. When you're the yeah. guy. Yeah, he jumped over from screenwriting, producing, right. And so like, Some big stuff, especially yeah, in TV, but then Lost. he jumped over to the direct, yeah.
1: Well, he directed a couple episodes of Felicity two episodes of the first well, I two think that was his Lost, show right first two episodes of Lost and right. five episodes of Alias and then it was like okay here's Mission Impossible 3 with Tom Cruise it's like Jesus uh, that escalated quickly episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live one episode of The Office a TV movie Anatomy of Hope and then boom Star
2: Trek like holy fuck yeah that is surprising he though he wasn't i never really thought of him as like yeah you're directing this movie but you haven't really directed right. shit what the sh- like what you're the you're you well done. known again you're- what's in a name everything his name was gold what if he was jeffrey right?
1: abrams do you think they give him star trek rebooting Pro- star trek probably
2: not here you go jeffrey <laughs> i don't think so here you go Jay j jacobs And they're like, you did such a good job with Star Trek, let's give you the other franchise that starts with Star. Jesus. You know, and now he just gets it all. It's just somehow wrong. It's very wrong. Uh, And like That you get both Star franchises.
1: It's too much Star for one man. Yeah. For one person. I don't care who you are. It's too much Star for Oprah. I don't even care if Oprah had them both. That'd be too much for her. Nobody should have both Star's. And if you really take an objective look at his directing resume, he's got some TV episodes. He's got Mission Impossible 3. He's got Star Trek Reboot, the original one, 2009. Super 8. Jesus. Star Trek Into Darkness. Not awesome. Got problems. And The Force Awakens, which I like, but that may be a controversial opinion. So it's like, it's not like... Like, how did he earn all this from
2: writing, producing? From being just a smart guy.
1: From having a different name than he. From being used to a have? hit maker. Regarding Henry.
2: Yeah, well, that's we, the start of it all. We trace it all back to this. Look at his, uh, you know, acting credits, too. The guy liked to put himself in some of his movies there, taking care of business. He's in there, too. Right. Tour de Pharmacy. Yep. Leak. oh yeah i remember that i remember that too for some weird reason i knew sharon stone was in it
1: honestly i don't know why yeah. i think it that was one of those ones like touring around mike's video or something i would see the cover of
2: yeah i think i saw it because it was well, 96 that was a little too early maybe maybe not yeah i i, I want to say i saw this one in the I want to say in the theater. I mean, Chaz Palminteri's was... in it, and he's kind
1: of like the you know, rich man's um, body parts. Jeff. Jeff Gold, Fahey?
2: Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Well, which one is it, Fahey or Goldblum? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, which one would Chaz Terry be the rich man's version of? It's Fahey. I just couldn't think of it. Don't judge right. me. Right, right. It's been a yes. long time. It's been a while. It's like five years ago the right. Thurston equivalent came out.
2: Yeah, and I haven't for some seen it reason. Since. For some reason, I saw *Diabolik*. Did you really? I remember see? why I saw the movie. I'm pretty sure I saw it either in the theater or drive-in. I uh, mean, I don't really remember it. I remember being really bored. I remember being like, because like I remember being like, I want this movie to end. <laughs> and you know I. There's a lot of movies that are like not good that I will watch and I will still enjoy, right? Just because it's like, I got you. all right. I'm here. I'm watching it. I'm gonna take it in. I will. I will enjoy it. Like it's still made with some level of, you know, craft, and they're trying to entertain you. It's good. Okay. There's this a, there's a lot is of one of people. those few cases where I'm just like, yeah, I went too far in thinking like I could just watch anything. And this was one of those cases. Right.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, what I'll say is I appreciate the way you think about that. Cause it's not just like the director or the writer, you know, there's dozens, scores, if not hundreds of people working on these movies and they're all trying their goddamn best costume designers and hair people and makeup artists. And like a shitty movie can kind of obscure a lot of the hard work that goes into, to it by all those people. But us Call them like yes. almost all of them are below the line people, which basically means they don't get paid as much. But I appreciate that you still have that mindset. Like, yeah, this is a thing that people make, and it's designed to entertain me. So I'm going to give it that chance. Like you, yeah, and give usually. It
2: even if it's not a, a, a good movie, even if it's a bad movie, I can still be like, well, you can find I went something. along with it. It yeah. was okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it was entertaining enough for two hours. But this, yeah, I just looked it up. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 12%. So. Oh,
1: that's rough. IMDb has it at 5.3 stars. And I was going to say, like, there's good movies, there's bad movies. And then there's everything in between, and sometimes it's the everything in between that are the worst. Well, sure. But this, that's a bit of a discrepancy because a 12% would equate to a 1 out of 10 on IMDb. But IMDb just doesn't give 1 out of 10. Right. So I think we got a grade on a curve there. But a 5.3, that's like half good, half bad.
2: Well, I feel like, but where do those IMDb ratings come from? I don't fucking know. People, people who that are it. just clicking on it. So, like people, it's already kind of biased because it's already people that are going looking up the movie for some reason.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, what about Rotten Tomatoes? Like viewer rating, isn't it a yeah. composite I'm not of sure the how critics that works. and the viewer, or what is the rating? Is it well, just Well, no, I think
2: Rotten Tomatoes, well, they give you two ratings. One is the actual tomato meter, which is just critics. Gotcha. Right. And then there's the audience score, which is more like the, you know, I guess people just clicking on the website saying what they liked it or not. And, and and Diabolique has an audience score of 34%.
1: Oh, so that,
2: yeah. So, so that a little better sense. than the tomato meter, but.
1: That's closer to the IMDb rating. Now, Jaws the Revenge on the other hand has a 2.9 on IMDB I wonder if it has a Rotten Tomatoes score or if Rotten Tomatoes is only movies that have come out while Rotten Tomatoes has existed
2: no you can look up anything somehow tell me what Jaws the Revenge gets alright Jaws the Revenge
1: where Jaws the Shark comes back to life and follows well first tears the arm off of one of Brody's sons, who is a sea f- fireman, and then follows the family as they flee to Bahamas and then terrorizes them down in the Bahamas.
2: That's pretty fucking horrible.
1: And, but, Michael Kane is in it. and so Oh, you're
2: gonna like this. Mario Van Peebles, okay, go. <laughs> the tomato meter score for Jaws the Revenge. Are you ready for this?
1: I'm so ready.
2: Well, I think I have to, okay... So,
1: do you want me to tell you how many times I've seen this movie first? Yes. Two.
2: Once okay. in the theater <laughs> in and the then theater. once I
1: rented it again to watch it again.
2: All right. I'm going to So, I'm going to ha- I have to go back to some of the previous Jaws movies. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Well, Jaws 3. So, the original Jaws, 1975. Has, it's eight. American something. film classic. Yeah.
1: 97%. Yeah fucking A.
2: Jaws 2. 40 42%. Pretty 57. Alright. I think they're giving it too much credit yeah. just because it's the original one. They're still kind of high.
1: Well, and Roy is still in it.
2: And, yeah. You know. Jaws 3. The weird where there's like an underwater... Jaws 3D. Yeah, well... It's referred to both ways. Jaws 3D. Yes. Jaws 3D with the... What's his name? Quaid. Dennis Quaid. (laughs) Well, yeah, and Louis Gossett, Jr. Louis Gossett, Jr. Those two together again after uh, Enemy Mine, huh? They were riding high, man. They were inseparable. They were the dynamic duo of Hollywood. Did
1: Enemy Mine come out after Jaws 3D? You would think they'd never be allowed to work together again.
2: Enemy Mine 85. is 1985. They
1: brought him back together after that travesty. Jaws 3D,
2: 1983. 80, 83, man. Yep. Wow. Yep. Whew. And then that. So was Jaws it. 3D, eleven percent Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay,
1: this isn't looking too good.
2: <laughs> Jaws oh, the boy. Revenge, 1987. Jeez. Uh. Critics consensus illogical, tension free, and filled with cut rate special effects. (laughs) Tomato meter score
0: Mm.
2: zero, 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 34 reviews, zero, fresh, 34 rotten, zero, 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 (laughs) dumb beyond belief. Hollow, bloody, and nonsensical. This
1: is The Revenge, starring Michael is, Kane. Lorraine Gray,
2: and Mario Van Peebles. Got a zero. Um, yeah, Mario Van Peebles, Michael Gray, yep.
1: Well, I mean, they're not married. It's Lorraine Gray, he didn't take her last name just because they were in the same movie together. Oh, right. But, um,
2: zero worse than Jaws 3D this is the one where the big rubber shark gets to attack an aircraft yeah but that's far from being the only silly thing about this preposterous fourth entry in the series
1: the thing is when I saw this movie in the theater in
2: 1987 I really want to watch this now but yes
1: it's worth it's worth the viewing I think I think it's like far enough down the meter that it's you know has a certain enjoyability to it but it starts off the first like five minutes of it starts off and you're kind of like now keep in mind I was 11 and mm-hmm, I'm like holy mm-hmm. shit ooh ooh ugh. okay is this what this is gonna be like shit fuck but immediately after that I could tell like even my 11 year old brain was like this movie is stupid it is terrible but I gave them their money and they won. But then I rented it again, Brad. I rented it and watched it again, like two years later. It's like almost as soon as it came out. And I'm not sure why. Like, oh, like,
2: you're like I remember that was pretty good.
1: Like, was Sometimes I?
2: Sometimes you want to you want to retreat to what you know.
1: Yeah, maybe it's that. Just like, the
2: comfort. The
1: comfort. Like of I really like
2: shark. sharks. Doing stuff, and... Jaws is a great movie. You know, you're going to the, your local IGA and picking movies off the little rack. Like, you have a choice of maybe, like, 40 movies tops.
1: No, this was Mr. Video, though. There were lots okay. of movies. Thank you, though. Thank you for trying to give that to me. But, no, there were lots. And we're like, well, even though we already saw it in the theater, what, that's sharks. Remember? And there's, like, sunshine and boats. You want to see that? Yeah, okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, it's got 2.9 on IMDb and gets an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I can just say everything about this movie, can't I?
2: Yeah, go for it.
1: So the, the shark now has killed Chief Brody ostensibly because he had a heart attack or something
2: due to stress from all the sharks. Okay. okay. But this wasn't depicted in any movie. No, no, no. This is just a backstory. Yeah.
1: He's gone now, and it's just okay. his wife. It's Lorraine Gray, and her son is now out on the water. And then he gets attacked by a great white shark and eaten and dies. And it's like, I've had enough of these sharks, you know? These sharks are terrorizing my family now. 15 years or 12 years, whatever it is. I'm out of here. I'm moving down south. I'm going to go somewhere where. The sharks can't get me. No more sharks. So she moves to the
2: Bahamas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of
1: course. Right? Because get away from, you know, get away from all sharks. So they're in the Bahamas now, and they're making a new life for themselves, meeting some locals, meeting the insouciant airplane pilot, Michael Caine, has a British accent. It's very classy down here in the Bahamas. We like it. But, uh uh-oh, guess what? The shark's back,
2: Brad. The shark finds them. It's like the same shark. We don't like know. Like there's some kind of identifying mark. Or is it the shark's son,
1: the shark's sister, the shark's mother? Right. They keep getting bigger. We're not sure. Is it a relative? We don't know, Brad, but it's back. It's the same one that killed her son, though, in the beginning of the movie. That, but she's sure of. I don't know why. Maybe there is an identifying mark. But anyway, the shark is back. So now we're in the Bahamas battling a shark. Seems pretty easy. Just don't go near the water at all. But nope, they're out there. They're flying around over the water. They're on boats in the water. Anyway, epic confrontation involving boats and planes and swooping down at sharks with planes. The shark manages to, like, defeat everything. Of course... They beat the shark, spoiler, but they beat the shark eventually, but not before losing beloved local Mario Van Peebles. Oh, and he was like, you know, he's not only the plucky comic relief, but he was the relatable guy and, like, just the, oh, he's so good. And, like, oh, no, he died. The shark got him. And, like, even though it's a two point nine eleven percent movie, it's like, what the fuck? Van Peebles can't die. He was, like... He was awesome when we rented it and brought it home and watched it on VHS. There was an alternate ending on the thing, not an alternate end the only ending uh, on the tape. It's not like you could like pick and choose You right. watch the movie and he didn't die. And he came swimming back up to the
2: boat <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Now, that's kind of shit happened every once in a while back then. Now, they didn't like judge
1: audience reactions in the theater. And go back and do reshoots. They just had already filmed it, right? They filmed alternate endings for this shit show. Either yeah. way, it seems like crazy. How they filmed multiple? why? For what purpose?
2: Well, they're not sure which one they want to go with. That's how you know you're dealing with a real auteur But who has they, a vision they, when they, they film t- multiple, <laughs> multiple endings and then test which one is the best.
1: But they. Obviously, they filmed the multiple endings. Didn't they test it and then release the theatrical version with the ending? Well, that they, they must have been positively? like, shit,
2: we didn't do a good enough sample size. So they're like, well, our research shows when people are at home, they want a happy ending. <laughs> when they're at the theater, they can take the more stark ending. You know, it's not so jarring. So we'll, we'll, we'll go that way.
1: Maybe if there are um, audience participation experts (laughs) listening now. (laughs) What are those sample groups? What what do you call it? Yeah. Focus
2: groups, focus group
1: experts, not you, Laura Fisk, somebody else. Please tell us why this happened. All right, Laura Fisk, you can do it too, but why did that happen Mm -hmm. for such a shit show? That was just like, let's do the bare minimum, you know, make, if we break even from our $1 million budget, that will be amazing. But if not, Like if we don't pull in X number of dollars at the theater, we're not going to spend money like recutting the ending of the movie to release on VHS. You know,
2: maybe they had two different cuts because they tested both. And when they were like, "Okay, send like the film to go get scanned, put on VHS for the release. They were just like there's two there's two film cans. and It's like I, I didn't mark which one was which I'm sorry. You just take this one.
1: You're saying they released two separate cuts into theaters?
2: No. Well, they had two cuts to do the testing, and then they released one into the theaters, and then they just fucked up and released the wrong one on VHS. So I'm saying it's such a— I'm I'm going out with your shit show theory and no one cared theory and taking it to the fact, like, trying to elaborate, like, extend that out to the fact that, like, no one cared so much that they didn't even— they just accidentally put the wrong ending on the VHS. Or they didn't even care which ending ended up there.
1: Kind of like the American They're just version. like, hand
2: me one of those film cans. I'm going to go scan it in.
1: Like when the Beatles albums came over to America, it's like, well, how do we mix this? Let's put this shit over there. this put this on the left. Yes. Put this on the right. Yes. There was no oversight. It didn't matter. Joseph Sargent had moved on to his next project at that point, which was... Um, and I, I should know this by heart, but obviously it's, um, it's um, CBS Summer Playhouse. That was a TV series, and he did only TV mm. movies after that until he died. Oh, boy. The tagline for Jaws That's... the Revenge, this time it's personal.
2: Yeah, I remember the commercials and posters for that and stuff. Yep.
1: And there's no colon. It's not like Jaws, colon, the revenge. It's just like Jaws the revenge. Jaws the revenge? It's like, hey, pass me the salt. Hey, Jaws the revenge. Like Jaws is the verb. Right. He's going to Jaws that revenge onto you, you know, with his teeth.
2: Michael Jaws the revenge. (laughs) So speaking of... uh, Revenge. Like, yes, revenge. Aqu- well, even more like aquatic animals getting revenge. Uh-oh. Did you
1: see him again, Brad? Were you wandering around in the Pennsylvania wilderness? No. Okay,
2: good. No, no, no. Don't no, no, that. no, 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 no. Don't no. do that. Yes. Aquatic monkey boy, the revenge. No, that did not happen. No. Luckily. No, no. Whew. But... The, and I feel like we've talked about this before But do you remember the as if it matters 1977 film Orca Oh Jesus come on You know Sometimes my penchant for Jaws of Orca course. the killer whale Okay yes. yeah I remember running into this movie as a kid A couple times And by running into it do you mean Like randomly finding it on TV And then watching the damn thing
1: Running away from it
2: or? It was kind of fucked up
1: I mean, I don't remember too much about it, but wasn't Robert Shaw in it? mm, No, Richard
2: Harris was in it. Yeah, Richard Richard Harris Harris was the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, but it was weird because, like, I feel I want to watch this movie again, even though it has only a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. I
1: guarantee you it's way better than Jaws 3D or Jaws The Revenge.
2: Yeah. Well, again... Even as a kid, and I want to say I was, like, in second grade watching this, it kind of, like, didn't make any sense to me. You knew it was bad. Well, uh, again, like, I get that this man wronged this whale. Horrifically. It was a tragedy. And that was a gross thing, too, because there was, like, a whale fetus. And they had to, like... Spray it with a hose, like just spray it overboard. Get this fucking fetus off of here. It's gross. Jesus <laughs> Christ, I don't remember all this. Yeah. Something happens like, I don't know, they're trying to do something and they like harpoon this orca. I think maybe by accident, but it turns out to be like a pregnant orca. And like, the so this whale is on their ship and it's like dying from being harpooned. And it like miscarries the the fetus.
1: Fuck, man.
2: And they're and it's gross.
1: <laughs> That's awful.
2: And then like the and meanwhile the 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 boyfriend the husband whatever you want to call him the male orca is like watching nearby like screaming like Hey, you fuckers! The fuck are you doing to my family? They're intelligent creatures, Brad. Yeah, and then. Which I'm I'm on board with all this. But then again it becomes this thing like this orca is out for revenge and wherever this sea captain goes, it doesn't matter. Like he's chilling at home in his house. And then all of a sudden it's like Boom, what the fuck's happening? Shit, the Orca is out there attacking my house. Is his house on the water, Brad? Yes. At least his house was on the water. He didn't like <laughs> the orca. Didn't like take Sl- a bus. Slither inland.
1: Land to <laughs> right. <a bus. laughs>
2: but it is something. Yeah. And they kept showing the orca's eye. I really want to see I this remember movie that. again now. It was like, oh, like the vent, vind- like the coal the eye. There's his eyes. It's a close-up of like an eye. The black glassy eye. You know what they say about the eye. But it's also weird because, like... Windows to the soul, Brad. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And to this orca's soul. Because it's also weird because the guy is being hunted by the whale. But instead of being like, this damn whale, like, I'm going to kill... Like, it's a battle of man versus nature or something. He's more like, I feel so bad for this whale. Like, the same thing happened to me. Like, my wife and kid died. I totally get it. Like, he just fucking eat me. I don't care. Like, I I can't believe I I fucked your life up so bad. Like, it's a really weird vibe. That is
1: a strange movie. You know what else is strange? Thinking about, like, the whole volcano, Dante's Peak, Armageddon, deep, deep impact thing, like, you know, movies coming in pairs. So what is it? Orca, right? Right. Orca the Killer. That came out two years after Jaws, so they're trying to capitalize on this. Like, yes. I mean, that's how this got made. Water fear. But then also in 1977, The Deep came out. Another water-based, you know, kind of horror movie written by Peter Benchley and starring Robert Shaw. And that's why I said Robert Shaw initially when you said orca. But I got The Deep and Orca confused, even though they're nothing alike. But but this is not shark-based, but there is like a giant eel scene in it. Anyway, they they used to come yeah. in triplets, not pairs. Apparently.
2: I remember... This is the movie I think it was. Also, there was
1: Piranha. Anything that, in the water. Water used to be extremely terrifying back in the
2: 70s and 80s. So I'm looking at the deep right... Yeah, no, I'm right. I'm remembering this right. The deep has like a four-minute long opening scene. Okay. Of just people underwater like here we are with our scuba gear among the fishes and the whatever maybe it's coral i don't know are they try to you know, rock
1: formations quasi documentary thing or something
2: yeah it's almost like that it's like oh here we are oh hey guy let me wave to you look at the oh cool you know this but okay here we are maybe this is impolite of me to mention now so i don't know but like i didn't really mean it to sound like that Why did I just said that? But I just mean the woman lead, she's just wearing a white T-shirt. Underwater? With like nothing with it, yes. Like she has bikini bottoms too, so bikini bottoms and a white T-shirt. Everybody else is wearing like wetsuits and shit or? Well, the guy is just wearing a little like white shorts thing. A little pair of tiny white shorts. Yeah, t-shirt so. doesn't seem real practical though for that sort yeah. of environment. But I mean, like, it doesn't leave much to the imagination.
1: Well, who, like, is, you know, playing the lead? I, Jacqueline Bissett. Hmm. I don't believe, I believe I'm familiar with her entire
2: catalog. Well, I know her name is she's supposed to be, you know, one of the sexy actresses, although that doesn't look like her. Maybe she's in the movie, but she's not the person that's opening. But anyway, but I just remember as a young I wasn't really a young man. I was maybe an older boy watching this. And this was just on television, though, like it was just on like normal television. Are you uh, and I'm like, how are they showing this. Pardon the phrase. Like, I can see everything.
1: Pardon the phrase, but you're beating around the proverbial bush, aren't you? You could see her nipples,
2: is what yes, you're trying you to say. you could see, not just her nipples, but yes, her nipples, vagina, and hair, the entire hair down the, there and stuff. No, not that, but you could see her nipples. You All could the see breast. the entire breast area. You could see them undulating in the water the entire time. I mean,. And then then at the end I'm watching the scene right now. She eventually comes up to the surface and gets on the boat and now she's just sitting on the boat in the air with her wet t-shirt. Where it's where it's really like just just like, clinging. It's clinging it's a clinging lot. It's clinging completely to her. Well, I, feel- I was, but this was just on like television. But it's this- I was like, "How are they showing this? Isn't what it- is happening? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this is the what? I need. Did you yeah. have
1: did you have strange feelings?"
2: Without a doubt. Did
1: you wonder what was happening to your special purpose? I didn't need to
2: wonder. (laughs) I did not need to wonder. Whoa, this guy with her, though, is Nick Nolte. Yeah, well. He's so young. I mean, at first I was like, just some guy with a blonde mustache. He's not actually Nick Nolte, though. But he is really him, like a really young Nicholas Nolte.
1: I mean, nothing like some Nick Nolte to throw some cold water on your special feelings. (laughs) Right. Right even if he was younger at the time. But you know what? When were you seeing this? Because this movie came out in 1977. So when do you think you saw it on television?
2: Late 80s. Oh, late 80s. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it was on television because it was a new movie or anything. That's probably why it was even on television because it was so old. It's just like, oh, yeah, this one, of these movies, 2 p.m., in the afternoon on a Sunday on USA Network, it's like the deep. Well, here's the thing, though: the deep is rated PG. Jaws is rated R, isn't it? Well, I guess that again shows the incredible skewed American uh, perception.
1: Well, no, I think like that's like that's when it was okay. It's the opposite now, where violence is cool. You can kill a 1,000 people in a movie. It's rated PG. No big deal. But if right, you right, showed right, right. the amount of breasticles that the Deep showed, that would be rated R. No, PG you're completely right. At the worst, you know? So what I'm yeah, saying yeah. is the I, 70s. I totally had
2: it in my mind wrong. Right. right. Yeah, We're exactly. In light you're right. And, time,
1: and we've only gone backwards. Like, the, yeah. the body, the human body, isn't that big of a deal. Killing people should be that big of a deal. Right. So 40 years later... And we've only, like, regressed.
2: Yeah, true, true.
1: And the man was wearing, you know, revealing clothing, too, right? Short shorts or something?
2: Yeah, yeah, he just had little white shorts. Yeah, little white shorts. But they weren't made out of, like, you know, like, see- T-shirt material. Right. Yeah, you couldn't see through. You couldn't make out the, like, um, you know, details of his member. Were, was he wearing anything on
1: his top half of his body?
2: No, nothing.
1: Well, she was wearing something on her top half, so we yeah. weren't totally enlightened even in the seventies, because she still had to cover up that area. Because we've yeah. sexualized the breasts so much.
2: And not only does it have all this for this PG movie, but she's eventually on the on the uh, on the boat, hanging out in her T-shirt, and then she eventually just takes the T-shirt off. Oh my goodness! Now, granted. You just see her from behind, it's so you don't see it full frontal, but you see, like, side, you know, group. she kind of looks back at the guy as she's taking it off. Yeah, you see the side, see side action, group. and then she kind of takes a towel and puts it around her, but like, not that, like, still very loosely hung from the front. Like, yeah.
1: You know what people forget these days, Brad? What's that, Adam? The mind is the biggest erogenous
2: zone. For sure. I don't know, Lebowski, come back to that.
1: I don't think there is any. You just say you still jerk off manually, but that wouldn't be appropriate. I right. Think. It wouldn't be polite. <laughs> no. God forbid you were impolite. <laughs> <laughs> I almost peed myself just then. Well, shit. Um, and also, like, in the deep, I think Robert Shaw gets his face and head torn
2: off by the giant eel. So it's still PG, though. So. Still PG. It's more like they just paid the MPA off. It's right, like right. tons of nipples. Guy gets his face <laughs> and head torn off. Right. But eh, PG. PG's good. What's the big deal?
1: Well, Jaws, you know, you have the little kid with the like water fountain of blood ejecting up into the air. Right. And I think that's why, like it was a child, like death of a child maybe they had a problem with the most. Yeah. Because what else would it be? The man's severed leg falling to the bottom of the inlet?
2: Well, what about, I think that would definitely be part of it. I think it just, all of it adds up. But what about what the end scene when they're on the boat? What about it? Isn't Uh, someone getting like disemboweled a little bit there? I don't think he's disemboweled.
1: Like he gets chewed in the stomach area, but you don't see guts. When the shark's coming at Chief Brody and he's got the gun, he's like, you know, open wide, you son say cheesy son of a bitch or whatever. Like, you do see bits of flesh hanging from the shark's teeth.
2: Yeah. It just all adds up, I think. I th- and
1: it's maybe, weirdly, it's the existential dread of the movie. Like, they did such a good job, like, developing the horror and the dread.
2: I do feel like... When they give movies ratings, they kind of take that into consideration, even though like it's intangible, it's intangible. And it's technically not. It's just like, well, this is like an adult movie. This is a movie about like a British gentleman, like contemplating his mortality. (laughs) And there's like one scene where there's like some implied nudity. So it's like, fuck it. That's an R. That's an R. But you can do like, well, this is Thor. It's a fun Marvel movie, superhero, and even though there's like a scene with some implied nudity, eh, PG thirteen. And they kill one hundred twenty-five (laughs) thousand people. Right, right. But it's still fun rom. It's
1: fun. They're doing it a fun
2: way. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. There is that somehow, which is totally a crapshoot, just a roll of the dice for the MPAA, right?
2: That's a corrupt org,
1: man. It's corrupt. Just telling you.
2: That much, that much we know for sure. That
1: much we know for sure. Because we're members, and we get the payments, and I'm not going to turn it down, you know, but I'll also give the Deep a PG, even with its, you know, implied or more than implied nudity, because I'm doing God's work here. I think we both are. But I'm, I give, you know, Thor, Ragnarok, that got an R. That got an R in my book. Can't abide the yeah, killing. I can
2: see that. Too much killing. Got to take a stand, Brad. I'm talking about drawing a line in the sand. Across this line, you you do, do not not. Do not.